Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, my featured guest is Jeremy Newsom, and he is on a mission to enrich lives with mentally liberating education. He'll explain what that means. Since the age of seven, he has been fascinated with investing and growth, and even convinced his father to match his investment deposit for some Apple stock back in 1995. Startup Nation, don't you wish you did that? Which would now be worth $14 million. Now you really wish you did that. (laughs) His passion for helping others enrich their lives through investing led him to find or found real life trading in 2014. This starting point has allowed him to assist and enrich tens of thousands of lives while also growing the company organically to a seven figure business. He's about to let it all hang out and tell us how he did that. You can find him at jeremynewsome.com. That's Jeremy with two R's, newsome.com. Jeremy, welcome to your first 100K. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? <laughs> Thanks, man. That was, that was a nice intro, dude. You, you've practiced, uh, you've done a few intros in your past. <laughs> Every now and then I hit one, you know? <laughs> I love it, man. Thank you so much. Yep, all that is accurate. And I like how you mentioned the word organically in the in the you really specified that meaning I didn't do any marketing. I just did good old hustle back in hard work, you know, going out to Facebook, reaching out to people and connecting with them and just trying to help. That was really kind of my goal is you mentioned before we started that investing for a lot of people, including yourself is generally irrevocably boring. All right. It's just so boring, dude. I fall asleep as soon as you say the word. Yeah. It's a snooze fest, man. It's a snooze fest. And I think that's one of the reasons why I created the company real life trading is because I was in Miami at one point sitting there listening to a presentation and I knew what the guy was talking about, but I looked around, I scanned the room, Joseph, and there was literally 20 older gentlemen and ladies like falling asleep. (laughs) You know, I was just thinking to myself, I feel like I could do this better. I feel like I could bring an energy and a certain amount of enthusiasm and unbridled passion to this really boring industry and just get some people excited about trading and investing and the stock market and help uncover some, what are, what I would argue some hidden truths behind the market. Like you don't have to be great at math to do it. Like I'm only subpar at math. I do calculators all the time or Excel spreadsheets. 
you know, you don't have to be famously rich or wealthy to do stock market trading or investing. That's another really interesting myth. You can do it from your phone, man. I mean, this is 2020, 2021, 2022, all the way into the future. It's just going to get easier, faster, and more applicable and obtainable for anyone. So it's, I'm excited about the future, man. All right, let's get into it. So take a minute, share something personal about you. There are very few people in your business life actually know. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll share two things. So number one, my, the reason my name is spelled with two R's, my dad's name was Jerry. So it stands for Jerry and me, Jeremy. And uh, that's, that's kind of how that came to be. And the second thing is uh, not only am I an entrepreneur and a business owner, but I also escaped a Christian cult. So I was born into the Jehovah's Witness religion, and I grew up doing that uh, until I was 24 years old. So that's something that a lot of people don't know about me, but that was a <laughs> that was a struggle bus fest, my man, for 24 years of my life. I think the way you put it is uh, you're dealing with all the things that come along, all the uh, whatever emotional baggage that comes along with breaking out of a cult is, and I was like, hey, good hook, man, you know, and. Uh, <laughs> Dude, it's, it is, it's emotional baggage. I still deal with some stuff. I still talk to therapists. I still, I still am always repairing those bridges, those mind hurdles that you get formed when you're going through just adversity because that was my adversity, right? Everyone has their own. It could be a parent situation. I had a phenomenal childhood. I was poor, right? Financially, but I was very happy. And I didn't really know any different. So I just, I was unaware that that was, something different than what most people would expect, but we all have our thing and that just happens to be mine. Mm, I agree. We all yeah. have our thing. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the business uh, topic here. Sure. So take us back to uh, back when you were a BlackBerry salesman. Tell us <laughs> that story really quickly. That came from the movie Forrest Gump, man. That was the launching pad into my stock market investing when uh, 1994, so when uh, Forrest Gump was released onto video, we watched it and about 78% of the way through the film, Forrest Gump starts recounting his life, Joseph, and he starts talking about how Lieutenant Dan invested in a fruit company and they didn't have to worry about money anymore. I'd never heard the phrase, we didn't have to worry about money anymore. That was like a massive mental shift for me. And I asked my dad, what's investing and what's the fruit company? So yeah, he told me about Apple computers and he just kind of explained the fruit company. this company That's makes great. a lot. Of, he said, this a company, lot of fruit. Dude, it's a lot of fruit, man. So this, this company makes, uh, they make computers and this is what a computer does. And this is what I think the future of computers would be. And I was like, dad, you need to do what Forrest Gump did. You need to invest in Apple. And uh, he's like, son, money doesn't grow on trees. We can't just go out and buy Apple. It doesn't really work that way. So I didn't really have a lot of resources at the time. And that summer I just kind of picked blackberries and sold them door to door and ended up coming away with 1300 bucks that summer. And my dad so, did true to his word. He matched me. Um, he actually ended up borrowing money from my uncle come to find out. And I'm going to go see my uncle this weekend for the 4th of July, um, you know, party get together thing, but for my family, but anyway, $2,600 investment, Apple, 1994, 1995. That was kind of the, uh, the BlackBerry salesman, right? That was, I didn't have any resources, but comes to find out money does grow on trees. In fact, it's Blackberries. I just picked them and sold them door to door. I exchanged something. I created a value for people. 
and made that value transparent and they gave me money in return and I used that money to invest. And then that was kind of the hook, man. All right, Startup Nation, you heard it here. So here's a guy that is coming on the show and saying, hey, listen, I took, you know, I traded. I traded when I was a young kid, man. I took real fruits, right? And I traded them for digital fruit, right? For <laughs> Apple stock. That's pretty cool. That's pretty amazing. And you went out there, you hustled, you actually picked blackberries off of, off of bushes and trees, yep. right? Yep. And then you sold them door to door in order to invest in another type of fruit stock, Apple, yeah. uh, and your dad matched you, which was really cool that he honored that even to the point yeah. he had to go borrow money in order to, I guess he didn't really believe you were gonna do it. You were gonna hit the goal, <laughs> right? He, let's be real. Let's and, be real. I think he was like, yeah, if you bring me 10 bucks, sure. But I just, I went hard at it, man. I just saved, I didn't even tell him. Like at no point was like, I got a hundred bucks, dad. I just didn't even let him know. I just came with this giant container of, like rolled up coins and, you know, coins and dollar bills and $4 bills. And we just sat down and counted it one day. And it was like, like $1,300 and some change. It was pretty incredible. I think when we're young, Jeremy, we have such a competitive advantage in the, the business world and it's called naivety. Yeah. It's called being green behind the ears and actually believing you can do anything and yeah. that all the rules and excuses and reasons don't apply to you. Well, Take, take this away from where your listeners, because it's kind of a fun, man. Like, it's, a, it's a fun transition because as a Jehovah's Witness, as you know, that that's the joke, right? We go knock on doors. I had zero fear <laughs> because I was brought up to knock on doors and try to convert people into a whole different religion. So knocking on door and selling them blackberries was easy. You know, that, that part was simple. And my closing rate was high because I had jean shorts, no shoes and no shirt. So you have a six-year-old selling you blackberries for a dollar, which is like $2 less than you are at the grocery store. I mean, you have to buy them. <laughs> the guilt factor would be too high. <laughs> high, man. Yeah. And then if they say no to the blackberries, you're like, you pull out the Bible and say, let's talk about <laughs> faith. Let's talk about religion. <laughs> that was and the go. Plan. Then they exactly. go, you know what, kid? Give me the blackberries. <laughs> That's oh, good. Listen, here's what I'm, I'm hearing is that anybody who's listening right now and you, and you grew up Jehovah's Witness or you're in it now, it's like, if you want to do good in business, you already have all the salesmanship training you could possibly need. And I know in my first business, you know, we went around as a professional fundraising company out on the streets, knocking on doors, business doors, uh, homeowner doors, residential. And I taught people to go knock on 100 doors a day, get 80 people to say no to them. And 20 would say, yes, it was the mm. law of averages. Yeah. And we killed it. We did over 2 million our first year. And then mm. we just opened in every city and did 2 million in every city. And it was just like that getting over that fear of rejection. Huge, huge. It's everything. And imagine that, you know, you're a young guy. You, we were talking offline about, Hey, you're still out dating. I'm guessing you, if you apply that same principle of rejection or being rejection proof to your dating life, right? You could walk over to anybody and just strike up a conversation. Man, that's so true. Um, I mean, the, the fear of rejection holds us all back from something. So you and I both, we're still being held back from something because we have a fear of rejection for that thing. We just haven't done that thing yet. Whatever that one tiny thing is that we just haven't done for whatever reason. And we don't know until we come to it a lot of times, but yeah, the dating world, the relationship world, the 
hustle, like you're trying to network and you want to meet this person, you know, that person's a billionaire. And so in your mind, you're thinking, Oh, I'm not good enough for that person. I'm not rich enough to talk to this billionaire, even though they're a human being and they breathe and they have skin and they use the bathroom and they eat food just like you do. But isn't it a better story to get rejected by a billionaire than a millionaire? I think so. I mean, at least you could say like, Hey, I tried and he said, no, but he's worth, or she's worth a billion dollars. And at least again, at least you tried. So yeah, I, uh, all right. I, I totally like agree. it. I like it. So startup nation, you know, we're going off a little bit here on some tangents, but there's gold up in these fields. If you, if you're listening, right. It's learning to overcome that fear of rejection and just go be naive enough to believe you can actually win where others don't. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. what if you actually believe that in your business, in your industry, in a pandemic, when others are going under around you, what if you actually believed that you could thrive right now and then went out and took actions that matched that? Jeremy, what do you want to say to that? I would say this, that you are absolutely correct because I, I wrote a book called Money Grows on Trees simply because it's the concept of the money is generally the easiest solution to whatever problem you're facing. It's there. The money is the money is there. It might not be exactly the way you want it. It could be in your home equity line of credit. It could be a credit card. It could be from a friend. It could be from a family member, right? I didn't have any money. It could be a door-to-door sales or just going to your neighbor and, and asking. Everyone who's listening most likely lives in a community with houses around them. Those houses represent opportunity and value. And you could go to that person or these people and just simply ask a question and try to determine if they need what you have. Perfect example, man, back in March, uh, well, sorry, sorry, late April, I was looking like a woolly mammoth as most guys were, and I needed a haircut because I had a thing that was really important that was coming up that I needed to do. So I was calling everyone to try to get someone to drive to my house and cut my hair at my house. And I couldn't find anyone that was gonna do it. So I found one girl who did it and she was a friend of a friend and she came out and charged me 60 bucks. I tipped her 60 because I'm like, listen, you're doing me an insane favor. Number one, you're not charging nearly enough because you need it. But in that example, Joseph, she could have gone to every house in my entire street that day. She could have come to me and then just knocked on every door and made and a, got a, haircut. a pop easily, easily <laughs> in my opinion. And that would have been, I mean, she didn't do it and I didn't tell her she should have, but she could have. And that's just an example of putting in that work and not being afraid of rejection because if someone really needs what you have to offer, they will buy it. Now, Jeremy, you missed out on an opportunity and I hope you see it. You could have went and said, I'm going to walk you around the neighborhood. I'm going to knock on the doors. I'm going to pitch you. And then I'm yep. going to get a piece of all that's the action. Right. Yeah. I'm going to collect a commission on your 120. I'm going to take 40. That's right, right, man. That would have been. What I'm hearing you say to Startup Nation right now is that there is opportunity all around them right now. Yeah. They they have access to money, but it's it's in disguise, so to speak. It's not in the obvious places. Is that correct? Hundred percent right, man. Perfect example. And I'm I'm gonna challenge you with this one. So people are staying at home more. They're working from home more. They're spending more time online what companies would potentially benefit from that? Zoom. 
So Zoom? you should be investing in Zoom stock. I before pandemic, I was like, why didn't I? Up like 247%. But here's another crazy one. Wayfair. You probably have heard of Wayfair, like the online furniture store, right? Yeah. Wayfair. People are sitting around their home all day. They're getting, you know, uh, they're getting stressed out by all their furniture and they just want to revamp and rechange and restructure their house because they're just in it all day. And now they can kind of like feel they need energy change. Wayfair is up 726% in the last two and a half months. Wow. Okay. Seven big ones, man. That's insane. So we're talking, if you invested $1,000, now you have seven, congratulations. Or that, that, I mean, it works with any amount of money, $10, $100, whatever. And it's situations like this where when people are having a massive global impact, there will always be opportunities. Shopify, which you know very well, is up, I think, 213% since the uh, pandemic happened. Um, Wix which is an online like, yeah, website creation service. And as soon as I said Wix, your brain went, bloop, bloop. I know exactly why it's up. It's up like 312% Etsy because people are staying at home, getting crafty because their jobs are gone. So now they're becoming an entrepreneur and they're hustling. Etsy's up like 360%. So it's so many opportunities out there just to simply sit down for like 37 seconds and talk to someone and go, all right, which companies are going to benefit? Which ones won't? Which ones are likely to move quickly and which ones are going to take a long time? Let me invest in some of these fast movers. So let me ask you this, right? Because let's get real about it. Yeah. What you're saying makes total sense. I am not an investor. I'm clear about that. It's not mm -hmm. my, my lane, okay? However, yeah. when you start describing some of those opportunities, my logical brain kicks in and goes, that makes total sense. Mm. I would like to invest in that company, even if it's a small amount, no sure. risk, right? Sure. Little tiny amounts just spread out on sure. like five or six of those companies you mentioned right there. Definitely. And maybe I could 10x my money in each of those little areas. Here's the thing though, my listener is listening, I'm listening and we say, I don't have a clue on how to do it. Mm -hmm. Now, hey, Jeremy, is this something that you offer where it's like a mutual fund experience. I don't know the technical terms, but sure. it's like, Jeremy, do you offer a money back guarantee where I can hand you money and you could go pick five good stocks, very low risk that are soaring right now and 10x my money? It's a great question, man. So the and money I put back you on the spot and I'm clear on that. Dude, I love being put on the spot. So the money back guarantees don't work in investing only because I don't own the companies. And also I don't have a license to manage people's money intentionally. So if I start managing people's money, I now work for them and then my freedom goes away. My freedom is like my paradise. That's my number one attribution. Like I, I seek freedom in my life. So I'm both financially free and time free, meaning I can do whatever I want any time of the day from anywhere in the world at any point in time. And that's an exciting ad adventure for me. That's where I want to be. And that's where I've dis destined and guided my life to be. And that's where I'm at right now, which is amazing. But in a situation like that, what I would suggest is there's actually really, really easy ways to participate in situations like that. Number one, there's a company called Acorns. Acorns is free. I'm not getting paid to promote them and neither are you, but maybe we should. Um, Acorns, takes your money in your bank account and rounds up the cents and deposits those cents into mutual funds. So you spend a dollar 96 on something, it'll take that four cents and it'll round it up. And at the end of the week or the month, it'll take that $4 and pop it into an account. And you can grow an account that way. 
there's another account company called Stash. Exact same concept, but you take the money and you buy individual stocks with it. So really small fractions of companies. Or you can get an account at Robinhood. So just like the guy with the bow and arrow, Robinhood is actually free. When I say free, it means it doesn't cost you any money to buy or sell stock, which in your mind, you're like, what? It's true. So it's totally free to buy and sell shares. So you can actually invest in Rob. You can go into Robinhood, open up an account. It takes like 97 seconds, maybe. And once you get funded, you can literally start buying individual companies um, directly from the, the stock market. So Robinhood, I think, is a great way for a lot of beginner investors to get started. So let me ask you this, because you rattled off some companies that you see soaring right now, Etsy, mm -hmm. Zoom, et cetera. Have you bought into any of these companies in the past few months? I have. So another one that I like a lot is called Fastly, F-S-L-Y. It's a little bit of a newer company. Uh, Fastly, their job is to simply make websites faster. That's what they do. And there's digital real estate's never going to go away, right? Me and you both know that. But yes, Wix was one of my biggest investments back in March and uh, during, the, during the pandemic. And that did pay off very, very well. And I think Wix will continue to go up. I think Etsy will continue to go up. I think Shopify will continue to go up over time. Um, I, uh, what was the other one that I mentioned? Um, Wayfair. Wayfair, I am bullish on, but I would just like it to pull back a little bit. So I wouldn't buy Wayfair at this exact moment in time because it's up you know, 700%. So let's see if it can get like a 30% pullback and then start scaling in. But yeah, man, absolutely. I, I love investing. I love trading. But the investing application is to become truly wealthy. You need to understand how to make money while we sleep. It doesn't matter how much money it is, but it can be a business. Business is one stream of income, which is phenomenal. And you can build different streams of income from your business, as you know. But as an investor, it's just wise to learn and to get rid of the fear of the stock market. A lot of people are afraid of it because you can't touch it, right? Joseph, you can't manage it. You can't immediately change something. So real estate, your house isn't doing good, market it better, promote it better, put more money into it. It'll eventually sell, right? If you're in a business, you can more or less throw enough money at a business. And sometimes those problems will go away with enough money or enough marketing or enough sales. But in the stock market, you can put as much money as you want into that company and it won't matter. They won't change. It won't go up just because you think it's going to. Now, liquidity is what makes the stock market amazing. In real estate, it's very, very hard to make tens of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars, any amount of money in minutes and days. So I actually um, professionally work with many extremely wealthy real estate investors. They don't know anything about the stock market. And they want to because they understand the speed at which transactions happen. You can make 20, 30, 40% return on a stock in hours or days or weeks. But in real estate, that's going to take seven or eight months and a lot more capital. Mm, that makes sense. All right. I want to go back on one question and yep. then we're going to wrap this up here. Let's do it. Uh, so when you said, hey, you invested in Wix, which is a website creation yep. uh, platform, why would you go, what insight did you have where you said, okay, I'm definitely going to invest in Wix and not another platform like Weebly? How do you know which one's going to hit bigger? It's a great question. So I don't know if Weebly is on the stock market. It might be. I haven't researched that particular aspect of it, but it's a really good answer to your question, man. In 
January, I had a change of staff. So I hired a new chief technology officer and our current website was built on a custom PHP model. We started transitioning to a Wix model. So he was like, Hey man, we need to start using Wix. I was like, why? That sounds like it's like, it's a, isn't that a free service? Isn't it kind of crappy? And he's like, eh, not really. Like there's a lot of things you can do on it. He kind of showed me and I was like, wow. Okay. So let me buy a little bit of Wix simply because I want to be an owner rather than just a consumer. And that was in January and February Wix went up a little bit and I had a small position in it. And then when the whole pandemic happened and Wix went from 140 down to 80, I thought to myself, wait a minute, more people are going to be building their websites. I'm on Wix. I currently use Wix. I like it. It's a good product. Let me put some money, some more money into this one because it seems like an absolute steal because I bought a little bit of it at one, 100, 110, 120, and I was happy with it. Now it's at 80. So yeah, let me buy a lot more. And I just got, a lot, I got lucky in a way to, an, to a degree, but I understand the company. I know how they make money and I use them. I use their product. And that's pretty much to answer your question, why I invested in Wix versus something else. That makes a lot of sense. And that did answer my question. So like immediately my gut, even though I'm not an investor said I should invest in Zoom because yeah. I use it all the time. It does yep. one thing and it does it with excellence. Yeah. Right. And right. I've been using it for two years to record all my shows. It's, mm -hmm. it just always works. And, and I recommend it all the time to everybody else just the capabilities you could do with it, the ease of use, the customer experience, et cetera. And it's like, so that alone, it's like, well, invest. what I'm hearing you say, Startup Nation is, uh, Jeremy saying to us, is investing thing, products and services that you're using, you love, you see how awesome it's making your life. Well, other people are going to see that as well. Yeah. Other people are going to use it more, especially if it's focused right now uh, or they're benefiting from the pandemic and the situation that we're all in being at home right now. So awesome advice. You threw in some good stock tips there as well. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, we're going to give you a, a disclaimer startup nation. Jeremy's not recommending you buy any of these stocks. He's just kind of giving you the facts yep. of, about what's out there, what's available. Jeremy, uh, let's get right into it. And then we got to wrap up. Give sure, us man. your top three tips or strategies that you used uh, specifically, actually, let's not do the business one. Let's keep this just on the stocks. Your top three tips or strategies right now that Startup Nation can use to maybe take a small risk in investing to get started. Okay, so for total beginners like myself, what are three specific steps we could take this week to get started and possibly profit uh, in investing? I love it. Step number one is use Google for as your friend. So when I say it, what, what I mean by that is Google the companies that you use often to find out if they are on the stock market. If you don't know that's step one is make sure they're public. If they're public and you can invest in them, you should, in my opinion, you should have a piece of the pie of what you're using. Joseph, I've made a lot of money just off of Netflix, boring old Netflix, man. Everyone uses Netflix. You can make tons of money trading Netflix, right? Facebook, Facebook's not going anywhere. They own Instagram, they own WhatsApp, they own Facebook. So go in and Google, if you need to, which companies are you using every day uh, to make sure they're public. Step so two. So what's the actual question you Google? Is Facebook uh, on the stock market? Correct. What's the question? Exactly. That's is, the question? Is, exactly. Is XYZ company on the stock market or is XYZ company publicly traded? Got either it. one of those companies will, either one of those Google questions will give you an answer. All right, and once you get second. a yes, mm -hmm. step 
Step two is they will come up with a chart. There'll be some type of chart somewhere that you can visually get a quick idea of what it's doing. Step two is make sure it's in an uptrend. An uptrend is you can look at the chart and it's, it's literally going up. It looks like it's going higher. If you find something, I'm trying to come up with an example off the top of my head, but let's just say um, Under Armour, right? You look at Under Armour or GE for the last 10 years and the stock's just doing this. Like GoPro, Fitbit, <laughs> um, Linden Club, they're all just doing this. They're just going lower and lower. So number two is make sure that it's in an uptrend, not a downtrend. It's a lot easier to make money in stock that's already going up versus one that's going down. Got it. And step three. Step three is open up a Robinhood account or at least consider it because it's extremely user-friendly. They do a great job of walking people through it and it's really not scary or intimidating. You can get it started with 20 bucks and you can buy and sell, buy and sell something with $20 if you want to once a week, once a month, just to get an idea and get a feel for how it works. And that would be my suggestion is just kind of get started and just try it. Get a little bit of money in there. It doesn't matter how much it is or how little it is or how much it is. And then if I can throw in a bonus step four, just do a little bit of education. I do teach all of this stuff for free. So that's my model is it's a, it's a freemium product. So you can literally get as much education as you want on the matter of the stock market without single dime invested on your part other than time. And you can do it by going to reallifetraining.com and click on the beginners tab. Everything is free. So just go crush it and learn a lot, study a lot, and you'll have a lot more information than you had. You can get like your, you know, bachelor's degree in air quotes in the stock market and it won't cost you anything. So I would say that would be like a bonus number four is just learn a little bit if you have any interest at all. Powerful stuff, Startup Nation. Okay, we are speaking with Jeremy Newsom. You can find him at jeremynewsom.com. He's teaching us all things stock market and trading for beginners right here on Startup Nation. If that's you, it's definitely me. Why not take a risk? Why not go out there and create a little passive income, a, yeah. another stream of income? You got your business. You're, you're shifting your entire business model right now. I know many of us are to more online or a different type of experience because people are bunkering down. Okay, <laughs> can you go out and create a little passive income for yourself? The answer is yes. The opportunities are all around you. Think of what Jeremy said earlier when we started out this episode. Think of your neighborhood. Every house around you is an opportunity. Every house around you is access to capital for you. So start thinking about thriving rather than curling up in a ball in fear mode. That's it. That never works. All right, Jeremy, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? Let's do it. This is like stock trading here. Here we go. I'm ready. All right. What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? The freedom of time. What's your least favorite thing? Uh, the amount of time that it takes to get a freedom of time. <laughs> yeah, got that. What are you most afraid of? Uh, I'm most afraid of not being remembered. Wow, powerful one. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our lives. It's just part of the human condition. What are you currently struggling with either professionally or personally? Uh, I'm personally struggling with running more and meditating more. I don't spend enough time on the internal piece of it. And I really want to get better at that. Got it. What secret fear do you have about people? What secret fear do I have about people? Um, the secret fear I have about people is that they won't like me. Got it. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? 
I wish I had learned sooner that I actually am valuable and I do know what I'm doing. A lot of people have that fear that they don't know what they're doing, but you probably do. There you go. What's a new habit you want to form? Uh, meditating more. What's a bad habit you want to break? Eating ice cream at night. Yeah, stop doing it. Pick three <laughs> words to describe who you are now. How many words was that? Three words. Loving, empathetic, and passionate. Pick three words to describe who you are your first year in your business. Hungry, zealous, and inquisitive. Yeah, curious is a good thing. And last question, if you could come back to life, Jeremy, after you die, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about everything, anything, what would you say to them? Love as passionately as you can, as often as you can, because that's all that matters in life. If God is love and you are an example of him, our duty on this planet is to love as greatly and as freely as we can. What a great message right now for all the chaos out in the world. Startup Nation, bring love, right? It all starts with you. You got to feel loved first in order to pour love into the lives of others. And the world desperately needs love right now. Any final wisdom, Jeremy? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100K this year, possibly during the pandemic? Absolutely, man. And again, I just want to say, Joseph, thanks for taking the time to do this, man. I, I appreciate your customer service and your follow-ups and your consistency. So it was, it was an honor and privilege and pleasure working with you. I want your listeners to know how much time and energy and effort you put into this. So just on that note, thank you. I truly genuinely mean that. Uh, the big takeaway is don't let fear stop you from learning. A lot of people will have a preconceived notion of not only the stock market, or business or real estate, but there's always fears. There's always mental beliefs. There's always words and phrases that we grew up listening to and believing in. And those words, phrases, and beliefs can absolutely cause you to not live your dreams and to fulfill your destinies. So try to do your best to meditate, think inwardly on some of these fears that you have and understand how you can uncover them, unlock them, and unblock them. And supersede your wildest expectations. Powerful, man. I feel charged up, Startup Nation. Yeah, How about dude. you? All right, go check out Jeremy at jeremynewsom.com. And he put up a special link with access to everything he spoke about at jeremynewsom.com forward slash 100K forward slash 100K. That's Jeremy with two R's. Go check him out right now. Jeremy, thanks for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, my friend. Thank you so much, brother. Cheers. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with, but won't admit. We got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to brokencatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.